welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I've got a juicy topic for you that I'm sure will strike a nerve with many. It's the topic of rejection. Ah, yes, rejection. Super fun experience to have, isn't it? But before we dive into that topic and listen to the coaching session, I want to thank everyone who's booked the live coaching episodes on the show. I have absolutely loved working with you, and I know many of you have reached out and want to get on the books, and my calendar is full, and I'm sorry, don't feel rejected. I'm going to open up more time soon. I will get everybody on that wants to be on. You might just have to wait a few weeks, but keep checking back. And again, all that information is on christinehassler.com slash podcast. In the meantime, I want to invite you to attend my signature retreat. I do this particular retreat twice a year, and the next one is January 8th through 10th. This is based on the work that really changed my life, and I'm telling you, in in two and a half days, boy, oh boy, well, you let a lot go and be totally inspired and connected and get so much clarity. So if you're at any kind of crossroads, if you're going through any kind of breakup, if you're not sure about purpose, if you've been dealing with some family stuff or some health stuff, basically any kind of expectation hangover or in any way you want to shift and really catapult your personal growth, then you are ready for this retreat. Just go to christinehassler.com. You can find the information there. Um, There's a side banner. Just click on winter retreat or the work with me tab. Or better yet, you can even email jill at christinehassler.com that you're interested in learning more about the retreat and she'll get back to you right away. Would love to have you join us for this very special weekend coming up in January. Okay, so back to rejection because I really want to help you get out of the pain of it. We take someone not wanting us either romantically or for a job or a friendship or a social circle or whatever very, very personally. That's why it's so painful. When we experience rejection, we usually make it mean that there was something wrong with us or we did something wrong. It's one of the top avoidance traps I see people fall into. So what's an avoidance trap? Well, it's something I write about in Expectation Hangover. In my work as a coach, I noticed that people spend a lot more time and energy avoiding what they don't want rather than working towards what they do want. Rejection is one of the more popular avoidance traps. It was definitely mine. I experienced a lot of rejection during my adolescent years of feeling left out in a series of unrequited crushes that continued throughout my 20s. And consequently, despite wanting to be out there in my personal and professional life, I would do whatever I could to move away from rejection. I took fewer risks, kept to myself, rarely flirted, played it safe in my career, and did not pursue friendships because of fear of being shot down. However, despite all my attempts to avoid rejection, it still happened a lot because it's a core wound and we consistently attract experiences to help us see and heal. And it's only in the time that I've healed old issues of rejection that I don't experience it anymore. So how do we heal from rejection? Well, perhaps you've heard the phrase, rejection is God's protection. But if you're going through rejection, you probably aren't doing jumping jacks, just elated because you feel so protected. Instead, you probably feel discouraged, frustrated, sad, and insecure like our caller, Alex. So this call will help, as will the extra tips I give you after the session. So be sure to listen to the entire episode. 
So as you listen to my conversation with Alex, consider what are you making perceived rejection mean about you? What was so attractive to you about the person or situation that you feel didn't choose you or that you didn't get? Is there something you need to say to speak your truth, but you're so afraid of rejection and keep falling into an avoidance trap so you keep your mouth shut? For example, is there someone you have feelings for but are too scared to tell the person? Has something really upset you, but you just don't have the guts to speak your truth? Keep these questions in mind as we listen to today's session with Alex. Hello, Alex. Thanks so much for calling. Welcome to the show. What's your question? My question, Christine, is how do I best handle heartbreak and rejection? Oh, boy. That's a big question. (laughs) So tell me a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah. And I I honestly think that heartbreak and rejection is one of the hardest things we go through. I was just on the phone with a client, actually a male client last night, just talking Mm -hmm. about rejection. And rejection has been one of my core wounds since I was little. So first, you just have my empathy. I I feel you on this one, Alex. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what's inspiring this question, a little bit about what's going on, and then I'll be able to answer you better. Okay. Well, recently, I confessed that I loved this guy that I'd liked for a few years now. And we had been friends for a few years. And I was so nervous to tell him. And once I finally told him, I was surprised to find out that it wasn't reciprocal. And so it's been been painful. And um, also, he has a girlfriend now. That I just I just found out about that, mm-hmm. and so I feel you know jealous about the fact that she'll always have his attention and that I don't have that. Or right. I won't be his dream girl. Right. Well, first of all, Alex, I just want to acknowledge your courage because it takes tremendous cojones to to tell someone the truth. So that is just such an act of courage and of self-love and of authenticity. And, you know, if you had never said this, you would have wondered the rest of your life. So how, how amazing that you did that. So first, I just really acknowledge you for that. And here's what I've learned about people, especially people that we have really massive feelings for almost so much that it kind of even feels like an addiction, like we have to have them. And I'm not saying you felt Mm -hmm. like that about him, but it sounds like you feel pretty strongly about your feelings towards Mm -hmm. him. Yeah. So a lot of times what this is really about is something called positive projection, meaning that the person that we are so, you know, in love with or infatuated by is mirroring back to us some unowned quality in ourselves. So a lot of times this can look like when we're around that person, we feel more confident, we feel smarter, we Mm -hmm. feel happier. So what did you experience around him? Like what qualities really came out in you when you were around him? I just felt like, um, I guess I I felt more confident. I just felt like somebody really liked me and that I, because I had struggled with that growing up. And so I felt like, you know, finally someone finally liked me and then for who I was. Mm-hmm. So you said you struggled with that growing up. So you struggled with not mm-hmm. feeling liked, not feeling like you fit in. Right. Ah, oh, I so get you on that. Okay. So let me ask you this. If you were to look at this with some kind of spiritual altitude and you were really to look at mm-hmm. the situation and say, you know, what am I learning from this? How is this really serving me? Does anything come up for yeah. you? What do you think you're learning here? I feel like I'm learning to better read people, like read the signs better, like on small things, I think, oh, I'd like ignore firsthand. But 
after a while, I'd kind of realize later on, like, oh, maybe I was right about that. And, like little details that you kind of ignore the first time they come mm-hmm. up. I think that's great insight. And what do you think you're learning about yourself through this process? I feel like I'm learning that I'm stronger than I thought I was. Because mm. that's why I was afraid to talk about or to tell my friend that I really liked him because I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to handle the rejection. But I just right. felt like now is the time or a few weeks ago was the time and and it didn't go as planned. But I feel like I was stronger because mm. of it. Mm. And that's a beautiful way to feel about yourself, right? To really have that reference mm-hmm, point right. of, wow, like I was courageous, I shared, and it didn't turn out exactly what I thought, and I didn't die. You know, I'm still here. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So these are all great, great insights, and I'm going to offer you one more, and we'll see if it resonates. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, you know, the universe doesn't give us shortcuts to our own growth mm-hmm. and healing. And what what many of us do is we outsource our self-worth, our confidence, our happiness, our joy. And we look mm-hmm. for some person or a job or or losing five pounds or something or money or something external to make us feel better mm-hmm. about ourselves. And in a lot of ways, you were doing that with him. You know, in a lot of right. ways, you were outsourcing your confidence to him, like you were using him to make you feel better. Right. And the good news in that, in him saying no, is that on some level, your higher self is like, no, 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 Alex, no shortcuts. Like you Mm -hmm. have to learn how to feel confident, to feel worthy, and to feel likable and lovable from the inside out. Right. And so in a lot of ways, if he said, oh, yeah, I like you too, you may have down the road found yourself in a codependent relationship. And you may have found yourself very needy. And the relationship Mm -hmm. might have ended because of that. So I really mm-hmm. see this not as rejection, but protection. Perhaps you've heard the phrase, rejection is God's protection. Mm-hmm. And perhaps this was really protecting you from going down a, a more codependent road and really, really nourishing your relationship with yourself better and getting to kind of the bottom of what the self-confidence blocks are and working through them so that you really attract a man who sees you and wants you and chooses you. But when we have that low self-worth, either consciously or unconsciously, people can feel that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's not very attractive to people. Right. Especially if they feel like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be this person's everything. They don't want that level of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So what comes up for you as I settle that? Oh, uh, Basically, I mean, I, I realize, I feel like I've given them like a lot of power um, in making them or like mm-hmm. in my mind at least, and I, I feel that I've, I've taken a lot of power away from myself or, and that's something I have to change and that's something I want to just bring the power back to me and know that, you know, I can have all of these positive emotions and I don't need to look outside of myself. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so proud of you. Awesome insight. You gave away your power. Mm-hmm. You, you let someone else in a lot of ways determine your worth and your lovability. Right. And he is not your source. Right. So you can perceive it as rejection and take it personally, or you can really mm-hmm. step into this as a gift and as a lesson. And and he's, you know, he's not the one. Right. And there are many, many, many people that can be the one. And in some ways, I believe everyone is the one because we learn lessons from them. But he's mm-hmm. not the person to be in relationship now. Mm-hmm. So let's pretend for a okay. moment so you can get a little closure that mm-hmm. he's sitting in front of you 
right now. Okay. And if you could say, and you don't have to use his real name, if you could say anything that you wanted to say to him to really take your power back, what would you say? Um, I guess I would tell him that I appreciated getting to know him, but I feel that I don't So you're I don't doing great. To... I'm going to interrupt you. So what I want you to do is I okay. want you to be like you're actually talking to him. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like present tense, like okay. he's sitting in front of you, like you're actually talking to him just like you're talking to me. Okay. So I'd say, thank you for being my friend all these years. I really appreciate it. But I, I feel that it's time to move on and for me to focus on myself and accomplishing my goals and being central to that. Mm. And is there anything you want to say? Is there any part of you that's angry? Is there any anything you feel like you just need to air out? Just not in an againstness way about him. It might sound like that, but really just in allowing anything that you may be holding inside, any judgments, any anger. Is there anything you want to just let go of? Uh, yes, I feel like I feel like you led me on. That's mm-hmm. what I would tell him. Go but for it. You led you led me on because I feel like we've been friends all these years and. He's made it so positive and everything, but I feel like if he didn't really want to, and I feel like, you know, I've made some kind of hints that I wanted to be with him, but I feel like he didn't reciprocate any of that. I wish he would have been more direct with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of like you led me on for your ego's mm-hmm. benefit, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, right. So here's what I would love for you to do to have closure. Okay. So what I want you to do is first, I want you, and and none of these letters you're ever going to send, so don't worry about this. First, I just want you to get some paper and a pen and and sort of just write an F you letter, you know, like just uh, Mm -hmm. just let it rip. Like you led me on, you, you know, swear at him if you need to just, just get that out. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that we should just be angry at people and blame them. However, there's a part of us that is angry, and if we suppress that, that becomes toxic. So the best thing to do is to just get it out. So you get it out, you write it on paper, you just let it all out, and then you just rip that paper up or you burn it, okay? So that's just an anger release paper. And then Mm -hmm. the next is more of a journaling exercise. So this one you'll keep, and you'll say, dear name. Let's say his name is Tim. Dear Tim, I'm saying Mm -hmm. goodbye because... And then you just write everything that comes after that. So just stream of conscious writing. I'm saying goodbye because I learned from you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for, I forgive myself for, and I forgive you for. Did you get all that? Okay. Yes, I did. So then write that. And that will help you kind of have closure inside yourself. And, And also after that, Alex, I really support you. If you need to take some distance from this friendship, do that. Mm-hmm. If you need to say to him, you know what, thank you for l- allowing me to be so honest. I appreciate your friendship. And I think it's best for me if we just take a break. Right. Okay. Because that'll help you move on. You know, it's hard to. Right. Definitely. It's hard to be friends with someone we have those strong feelings for. And it's hard to move on if we're in constant friendship or communication with him. And and I mean, I would take him off your Facebook feed or defriend him. I mean, you don't you don't want to be seeing pictures of him and his girlfriend. That's just gonna that's just gonna suck. Right? I mean, let's exactly. just face it. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really cutting the cord and bringing the focus back to you. And and let me just tell you this, Alex. I can just feel this in every cell of my body. You are going to have love. There is someone out there for you who will choose you, who you don't have to chase. Thank so you, just, Christine. Yeah. Yeah. So really 
first be that person to yourself and know and know that that person is coming. I don't know the timeline. You know, it's all in divine timing. But just trust your longing, trust your desire, and have faith. Okay. Okay. How do you feel? I feel a lot better, actually, after we talked about it. Good. Good. And just be real gentle with yourself because heartbreak is heartbreak. So lots of loving kindness to yourself, lots of time with friends, especially girlfriends, baths, time in nature. Be good to yourself during this time, sweetheart, because it hurts and there's no getting, there's no quick fix to that. We just have to go through it with lots of forgiveness and lots of self-love. We prolong, right. we prolong okay. it when we judge ourselves. So just be really gentle with yourself. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right. Much light to you and your sweetheart. All right. Thank you so much for your help, Christine. I really appreciate it. Perhaps my favorite moment of that call was when Alex had the aha moment that she was giving away her power. So true. Anytime we buy into the misunderstanding that anyone has the power to reject us, we are disempowering ourselves. Here's the thing. There is actually no such thing as rejection. It's just a projection. When we perceive someone or something is rejecting us, it's just mirroring to us how we reject ourselves inside. Sometimes things just aren't a match and we have to take off our rose-colored glasses to see that. I was just having a conversation with my sister because I'm here in Austin visiting about some guy I was super into years ago who I recently saw again. And I said to her, geez, Carrie, I can't believe I ever was that into him. It was so not a match. And I was so hurt because I really felt like he rejected me. She's like, yeah, about time. That's the thing. You know, we just take these things so personally instead of looking at a situation and going, wow, that really was the universe protecting me. And always, always, always rejection gives us an amazing opportunity to work our own process. So the first step in doing that is to own the projection that the rejection is triggering. In Alex's case, it was confidence. When she was around that guy she liked, she really felt confident and admired his confidence. But she was using him to feel better about herself. And see, we can't use someone else as a shortcut to our own self-worth. Do not outsource your worthiness. Low self-worth is not attractive, but don't change it to quote unquote, get someone else. Do it for you. Another thing I loved about this call with Alex is her courage. She had the guts to speak up and tell the truth, despite the fact that she didn't know if he felt the same way. Bravo. That takes courage and is an act of self-love. Now she has the clarity and can move on with her life instead of waiting, wishing, and hoping. Please, any of you out there, if something is not a hell yes for you, move on. And please take some time to check out my Coaching Corner episode this week because I'm going to talk a little more about having the guts to say what you need to say. For now, I want to give you some assignments to really work with any perceived rejection in your life. First, let go of anger and resentment. Write a good old F-U letter to the person or situation to get all of that anger and frustration out. You've got to empty out those kind of quote-unquote negative emotions to be able to get to forgiveness. Next, write a, if it's about a person, write a goodbye letter that you don't mail. I'm saying goodbye because I learned from you, thank you for, I forgive myself for, and I forgive you for. I've given this coaching before, but this is definitely something that works. 
Again, writing these letters gives you the closure. You don't necessarily need the other person to have closure. Next, say what you need to say. If you can do it with that person, great. If not, you can say it out loud. Set up an imaginary chair. Imagine the person is sitting right across from you, either the person that dumped you or didn't ask you out or rejected you for a job interview or left you out of a social circle, whatever it is. Just talk to them even if they're not there. It will feel better to get it off your chest. And then set boundaries with yourself and move on. Example of a good boundary Defriend someone or stop following them on social media if you're kind of in a rejection pattern with that person. You do not need to still be in their world. It's best to have a boundary and move on. Then up your self-care, your self-talk, how you care for yourself, how you love yourself. The more that you engage in activities that encourage self-acceptance, the less you'll feel the pain of projection. And finally, and this is the most powerful part, do a positive projection exercise. Whatever we really see and want in someone else is reflecting to us unowned, unseen qualities inside ourself. So whatever you were enthralled with, how can you see that in yourself and bring those qualities in you more? And remember, again, there is no such thing as rejection. You belong, you're accepted, you are loved. There are people and situations out there that are the right match for you. Accept yourself fully. Stop taking any perceived rejection personally and rejection will stop being your teacher. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.